Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of School of Sellers. As always, I am so honored that you are here today. I know that time is not a luxury that teacher sellers have, so I really appreciate that you have taken a couple moments out of your day to listen in, and I promise to make every minute count. Last week, we talked all things content creation, and I shared with you a couple must-have components to great content. To sum it up, because our episode today is also about content creation, I believe that good content And when I say good, I mean for your reader and for you, is evergreen, adds value, is shareable, and strategic. We ended last week's episode by mentioning the idea that a thorough content calendar is crucial to great content creation. And I truly believe that my content calendar is the hub of all things business for me. But let's back up a moment. I know that content creation, blogs specifically, are a huge sore spot in the teacher-seller community because blogs are a pain. They are not fun to write. They take a lot of time. There are a lot of parts involved. And it's just a huge headache when it comes down to it. So I've mentioned before, I have a love of all things systems. I love a good system and I love when things are organized, especially when they aren't very organized to begin with. And today I'm going to share with you the anatomy of my content calendar and how you can use it in your own business. And before we begin, I have to clarify that when I say content calendar, I'm using that term because I think that is the commonly used term when we think about what we're going to blog about and when. Technically speaking, your blog content calendar should be referred to as a blog editorial calendar, but today we're going with content calendar because that is the term that I've used and I think the one that's most recognizable. So to be clear, we are talking about what you are blogging about, when you are blogging, and how you are going about it. Let's get started. Now, Something a blog content calendar is not is this. A content calendar has nothing to do with what you're posting on social media and when you're posting it. So our content calendar is not going to tell us to post a quote on Instagram every Thursday. That is not what a content calendar is about. Your blog content calendar or editorial calendar is basically the house for any and all moving parts of your blog posts all the pieces in one organized house so that you have everything in one place and it's a teeny tiny bit more organized for you. It's a personal preference where you keep your blog content calendar. I strongly recommend that it is on some sort of spreadsheet, whether it's Google Sheets or Airtable. I personally am an Airtable girl. I love all things Airtable and I believe that it is super helpful with things like blog content calendars because it has capabilities, for example, filtering out the information on our spreadsheet so that I can see 
certain parts at a time and I'm not overwhelmed with all of the windows at once. My blog content calendar has over 40 fields per blog post. I know that sounds crazy. I don't use every single one for every single blog post. But as you can imagine, that gets very visually overwhelming. So Airtable has a great little feature where you can filter out only the fields that you want to see at any given time. So I really like that feature. I'm sure there are others like Airtable, but I personally am obsessed with Airtable and could talk your ear off about it. So maybe that's an episode for another day. But Airtable is where my content calendar is housed, and I could not be happier with it. My content calendar on Airtable operates like any other spreadsheet you might see on any other program. So I have all of my information for my content calendar in one document. And in my content calendar is where I have what I'm going to be blogging about, the blog entry title, other links that I might link to, things like that. Okay, so that's my blog content calendar. But it's important to note that outside of that content calendar, in Airtable, I have what I call a base, okay? In Airtable, everything is a base. So I have one base for all things content. So in a base, there are multiple tabs, kind of like on Google Sheets if you're a Google person. On my content base, only one of those tabs is my content calendar. But it's important to note what the other tabs are because they are also important to my content creation process. Aside from the content which I will get to in a second, I have a tab for affiliate links where I keep all of the affiliate links that I might ever use in my blog. I also have a separate tab for links to all of my products and statistics, mostly when they sell best and when they don't sell so well. So I can figure out how I want to incorporate certain products into certain blog posts at different times of year. I also have a separate tab for opt-in links So any forms or landing pages where I give away free things and get email addresses in exchange, I have all of those links in one tab as well. So I can easily insert them into any blog posts that I choose. I also have a list of easy peasy blog posts. I shared this in the last episode. These are blog posts that I refer to on days where I'm not feeling super creative and need a quicker fix than your typical blog post that requires a lot of creative energy. So I have a tab for easy peasy posts as well. I also have a tab, and this is perhaps my favorite, that is simply a brain dump. This is where I have all of my ideas for anything blog related. If I have an idea for a blog post or maybe something I want to share on the blog, but I haven't yet actually figured out how to turn that into a blog post, it goes in my brain dump tab because things on my content calendar don't make it to the content calendar until I know for sure that they're going to be a post. So anything else that hasn't made the cut goes in my brain dump tab for now. Okay, so let's get to the tab that has all of the content calendar stuff on it. Now, of course, like I said, I have over 40 fields for each blog post, and that sounds embarrassing saying that out loud. But I don't use everything every single time. I have a couple fields just in case. So let's get to the good stuff, the stuff that I actually use again and again. And this is in no specific order of importance. So I'm just going to tell you some fields that I have on my content. Now, of course, I have on the left-hand column, I have all of my blog posts, past and present. So these are ones that I've already published, ones that I'm working on, and also ones that I'm going to be publishing in the future. So one thing I really love to do is organize my posts by quarter. 
quarters of the year. And I've talked about this before, but I batch my content. So I batch anywhere from 12 weeks of content at a time to as many as six months of content at a time, and sometimes even more than that. So I really need to be able to look at my content by the quarters to see what I'm publishing in quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, and quarter four. On my content calendar, I have quarters going all the way up to summer of next year. So at the time of recording, it is January of 2020. And on my content calendar, I have all the way up to summer of 2021 on my calendar. Not because I have it all planned out until then, but in case I think of an idea that would be fitting for sharing next summer, I can plug it into my content calendar and not forget about it. I also have a field where I do a brief outline for every single blog post. So once I decide what the blog post is going to be about, I follow a simple outline and I, in Airtable, type out the outline directly into the spreadsheet. That way, if I have any ideas or little random thoughts about the blog post, instead of storing them away in a notebook or a sticky note where I'm probably going to lose or forget about it, I can do it right there in the spreadsheet and it's already part of the outline and part of the written plans for that blog post. I also have a field for keywords. I tend to use the same keywords over and over because a lot of my content overlaps. So a lot of times what I do is when I find the keywords I need for a specific post, I go through my content calendar and see if there are any posts that overlap big idea wise. So for example, if I have two blog posts planned one quarter that are both about morning meeting, I'll go ahead and paste those keywords into the keyword field for both blog entries. That way I'm not recreating the wheel when it comes time to plan for the second morning meeting post. Another field that I think is super important to have on a content calendar is your teachers, pay teachers products that you want to mention within any given blog post. Because of course we want to provide value and free value to our readers. It's also important to promote those products because that is our business. So in every single blog post plan, I also have links and names of products that I know I want to mention in that post. Your content calendar is also a great place to keep photos. I can't tell you how many times I've lost photos that I need, or I spend hours looking for them on my computer. And like I've mentioned in previous episodes, I've gotten better about organizing my photos. However, I've found it extremely useful to have a field or column in my blog content calendar where I drag and drop the photos that I want to use in that blog post. And I don't have edited photos. I don't have photos with my watermark. I'm talking the raw original image that I want to use in that blog post. That way, it's there, it's the original format, and I can use it and resize it for things like a Facebook post or an Instagram post once that blog is published. So I have the raw untouched image saved directly into my content calendar, which has been life-saving. Another field I love to utilize in my content calendar is notes for repurposing. Every time I plan a blog post, I'm always thinking about ways that I can repurpose that blog post in the future, whether it's turning it into an email series or using it next year for a blog series if it's a super long post to begin with. I'm always keeping in mind ways that I can reuse it and recycle it so that I am working smarter and not harder year after year. 
So there you have it, a little peek into my blog content calendar. I hope that was helpful for you. Now, if you're anything like me, you're not going to remember all of that. So I have put together a little content calendar starter kit that you can use to either revamp your existing content calendar or create one from scratch if it's not something you already use. Whatever you do, I highly recommend checking it out because I have included more than I have mentioned in this episode. You can find that starter kit at www.aaronmwaters.com slash starter kit. And again, that is www.aaronmwaters.com slash starter kit. I will also be having a content calendar workshop here coming up. So if you are part of my School of Sellers Facebook group or my email list, then you will hear more about that shortly. But if you are not a member of those, please go to Facebook and join School of Sellers. You can also join my email list by accessing that starter kit. It's all there on the notes, the show notes for this episode. Thank you so much for joining today. And I look forward to talking with you next week. And action.